Right, Richard, let me ask you about uh, Obama's recent Asia swing. What kind of an impression did it make here in Washington, and does Washington even care when the president visits Asia? Um, I think it was a very important trip. I mean, you want to look at the impression not just in Washington, but also in the uh, countries he visited, which, of course, is very much more important, I think. I mean, you can look at the so-called pivot from a number of angles. It's for the administration... It is, in theory, you know, the signature policy, foreign policy uh, success or standout from Mr. Obama's first term. Um, <clears throat> but in in recent years, you know, the attention to it seems to have dropped off. Now, in some respects, that's because of the change of Secretary of State from Hillary Clinton to, to John Kerry. And Mr. Kerry's invested a lot of his time in the Middle East and hasn't done what uh, Mrs. Clinton did, which was to um, make sure she turned up at various regional meetings and the like. So, uh, and Mr. Obama himself, of course, had cancelled uh, his trip to, I think, both Malaysia and the Philippines in the past because of domestic political difficulties. So in that respect, uh, the mere fact that he went uh, says something uh, in itself. Uh, it was a very important for, on a number of levels, for what he said on Japanese security, uh, in continuing his sort of uh, the administration's push to get Japan and South Korea talking and working to each other again, um, to uh, re-establish uh, some kind of military presence in the Philippines more than 20 years after the US left. Uh, in fact, the Philippines kicked them out effectively. And also uh, in, in Malaysia, which is a, uh, um, a, a party to the uh, TPP trade talks. Um, so there was an economic leg, there was a security leg. Uh, TPP, the fact that TPP wasn't successfully negotiated um, uh, in Japan got some very bad headlines, but nobody really expected it to be done in any case. So I would think on the US administration's own terms, uh, it was a success, even if the PR back in the US wasn't in, didn't entirely reflect that. So, and Obama's now announced uh, a major speech on foreign policy at West Point in the coming weeks. What's that all about? Well, I think he's been really stung by uh, criticism of his foreign policy um, uh, over Syria, over Ukraine now. Uh, he uh, gets uh, very angry about being called weak. Um, this, of course, is a meme that the Republicans attacked the Democrats uh, with for over many, many years. Uh, in the post-Vietnam era uh, during the Cold War and the Democrats struggled to uh, recover from that. Um, uh, Mr Obama also operates in the shadow of the Iraq war, perhaps too much so. He, he seems so intent on not repeating the mistakes of Iraq and to a lesser extent Afghanistan um, that his, you know, his caution has become uh, uh, in using or even threatening to use or raising the spectre of using the military is off the table altogether, where so it has no even political utility at all. Um, so he's really defined by what he hasn't done. Uh, and of course, the the way Syria was handled was um, uh, a giant mistake, even if the outcome, uh, as he would argue in some respects, might be better than it looks right now. Um, so it sounds like what you're saying is that it will be a speech to defend his record rather than announce anything new. Well, he has to defend his record, but he also has to enunciate a you know some kind of policy. Um, you know what he stands for. You know we all know what he's against, but you know what does he actually stand for? It's mm. difficult to define. 
you know, the, the funny thing is that many people would say that Mr. Obama's foreign policy is very much in line with public opinion in America, which is, you know, wants to school, build schools in Boston, not Baghdad. It doesn't want any more military adventures, so-called, and the like. But even so, um, you know, his foreign policy, judging by all the polls, is not popular. I mean, Americans, um, you know, kind of want him to to be tough, but not do any tough things. You know, so I, th I think the, you know, the public needs some kind of articulation from uh, Mr. Obama what he actually stands for, not just what he's against. And I, I guess, will should get some sense of that at West Point. Uh, on his legacy, what do you think his China legacy is? You know, I think there's a great continuum in China policy between various administrations. Uh, you know, we, we as we'd, we'd all remember, the U.S. <clears throat> under George W. Bush started off with something of a, uh, you know, treating China as a strategic uh, competitor, but really got distracted by 9-11 and the Iraq and Afghanistan wars, um, and really had a very uh, practical or relationship with China, or a very typical relationship in many respects, you know, a lot of economic aggravation and competition. Uh, an attempt to build some kind of strategic cooperation um, and the like. Uh, George W. Bush's China policy ended up you know, looking not that much different from his father's uh, policy, who of course went out of the way to try and bring, um, you know, maintain a dialogue with China after 1989. Um, Mr. Obama started off with his first, I think they decided at the start of the um, the administration in 2009 that they wouldn't do any of these things which they thought other administrations had done with China that is to sort of you know be tough for them at the start um, which in invariably has led to a period of a couple of years of tension and the like uh, before <clears throat> relations got back onto a sounder footing and I think that backfired them it backfired on the Obama administration in some respects because uh, you know even if the Obama administration took a very practical relation, practical approach to relations with China. China gave them very little in return. So I think the line has toughened since then. It's also toughened, obviously, because of the uh, pivot. Um, the pivot, as we know, is as much a backlash as anything else because it's a backlash within Asia. And so the US has been pushing in an open door in Asia because you know various countries, which 10, 20 years ago wanted the US out, want them back. And the US line generally um, on the South China Sea, on the Nine Dash lines, uh, has gradually toughened throughout the administration. Um, from Hanoi 2010, from the enunciation of the pivot, uh, from various statements this year, from the State Department uh, and the like, and the re-gradual building out of um, a different kind of military presence. We see it in Guam, in Singapore, in Australia, in the Philippines, and also in other parts of the Pacific Ocean. So I think the administration is really, you know, is laying down the sort of a new framework for what I think is going to be a very difficult relationship with China in the next 5, 10, 20 years. Well, it's interesting you mentioned the next 5, 10 or 20, because my next question was going to be, do you think the pivot will last beyond the Obama administration? That's a difficult question to answer. But if Hillary Clinton were to be elected president, then I think yes. Uh, she was very much focused on Asia and um, has a great deal of experience in the region. Um, 
and I think you know whatever happens in the rest of the world, you know China is going to loom larger in the calculations of just about any other country in the world, including the U.S. Uh, the the desire of Asian countries for the U.S. to remain engaged in in the region, I think, will be greater, not smaller. So I would say yes.、Mm. Okay. Richard, thanks for your time. Thank you.